Hi, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Similana. In this week's discussion, rather than taking a specific aspect of Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur and delve into it and discuss it, I thought rather let us take a broad idea, a broad idea that orientates ourselves as Jewish people to how we approach the world and how we use things we are given, be it our intelligence, be it wealth, things that we hope for, we pray for over Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Either you hope for them, you pray for them, or you reflect on what you actually have. But how does Judaism ask us to use these gifts? And what does that tell us about the Jewish mission? What does it tell us about the Jewish responsibility? What took me on this journey to have this discussion about how we use our gifts and how we use things that we're endowed with was actually something that happened to my son last week. Unfortunately, he had to go into bidud, which basically means isolation. In brief, he was in contact with a teacher who came down with coronavirus, which means he has to go into self-isolation. Now, this isn't easy for anybody, but especially a child. A child feels that he's done no wrong. Why does he have to suffer? He can't go out and play with his friends. He can't go out and see his friends. He can't go to the park. I mean, of course, he's with his family, but at the same time, this is difficult. But also appreciate the difficulty of trying to explain to him why it's important that he does this when he doesn't actually have a choice. Because in general, when we are encouraging our children, it's because of what they're doing. Here, it's for what he's not doing. There's something counterintuitive about that, especially for a child. I'm not doing something, I'm suffering, but somehow this is a good thing. But there's nothing wrong with me. This is when the school sent him like what you would call a pekala or a package before Shabbos, with some nashin inside it, which was really very sweet, but also the letter that came with it. It was a letter of encouragement. The teachers or the headmaster or the um, principals of the school told my son that he was exhibiting a caricature of strength. He was a gibor. A gibor means someone who's strong, and he was exemplifying the mida, or the characteristic known as gavura, which is from the same word, strength, but it's referred to as a caricature in a specific way because you exhibit strength in your character by holding back, by withholding that which you could do. That is a sign of strength in a description of a person's character. Yes, at times it involves stepping forward and moving, but at times it refers to holding back. When you refer to someone as being strong, sometimes it means because they held back. And they told my son that the suffering he's going through is for the protection of Klal Yisrael, the protection of the Jewish people, because, as he knew, this pandemic is rife across Israel right now. And that means he can't go to the shops. He can't go to the park. But they imbued his experience with meaning. They told him he's exhibiting this character trait. He is being strong, and that strength that he's showing is protecting people. So he's not just sitting at home. He's protecting people. That idea of imbuing meaning into his suffering, imbuing meaning into something that's difficult, this character trait of being a gibber, being strong, is something we all want. We all want to be strong. The question is, how will we live that out? And that is really the discussion I'm going to have from Rav Hirsch's description of gifts we receive. This also is a beautiful discussion because it allows us to go across a spans of Jewish thought. Rav Hirsch draws on the prophets, the Nevi'im, 
in their description of the gifts we ask for from God, and the three that play the most prominent role are that of strength, that of wisdom, and that of wealth. And Rav Hirsch describes how these gifts that we ask for, and we do this over Rosh Hashanah, however you relate to the idea of prayer, in some way, shape, or form, you reflect on the idea that you want things to go better this year, be it from the point of view of your education, your mind, your health, your body, and your wealth and your ability to make a living. We all want things to be better in the year to come. But Rav Hirsch's description about where this goes falls into a greater philosophy of Judaism. So just to recap, the idea of Gavura, of strength, came to mind because of the story with my son. But this caricature of strength is just but one of the gifts we ask for. We also ask for wisdom and wealth. But where should they be going? What is their ultimate goal? And this answer paints a broader picture of Judaism's message. So just to go through the levels. The first is the simple gift that we ask for. We ask for wealth, we ask for wisdom, we ask for strength. The next level is what should their goal be? How should we be orientating these gifts that we receive? And the third level, how does this paint a picture of a Jewish philosophy? Paint a picture of Judaism's journey? That is what Rav Hirsch does with this description. It also allows us to illustrate the neutrality of these gifts, let's call them. Wealth, or intelligence, or strength, in any capacity, on its own, is uninteresting. The question is how it is used. A good description of this is, in the Bible, we discuss different people. And different people are called a gibber, a strong one. The question is, how do they use that strength? And that really is what distinguishes for us a villain and a hero. Someone who is a champion of the good or is a champion of evil. What I mean is that if you champion the good, it means you're exhibiting strength in the pursuit of what is good. A good example of this is a character called Nimrod. From early on in the Bible, just after the story of Noah, of Noah and the Ark, there was a king or a leader called Nimrod. And he's known as one of the villains in the Jewish worldview. Now the question is, why he was described as a gibber, a strong one. But the description that is given about how he used that strength was that he would capture people. He would capture, he would, he would steal people the way it's understood. He was a kidnapper. He would use his strength to entice, to grab, to trap. That isn't the way we should be using our strength. That isn't the ultimate goal of strength. So let us break it down. The ultimate goal of these character traits, the ultimate goal of these gifts that we focus on over you Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, we reflect on what we have and what we want in this collection. Let us begin with strength. How should strength manifest itself? Well, if our goal is to mirror the divine, if our goal is to be more godlike, the ultimate expression of strength is justice. Rav Hirsch describes the notion of justice connected to strength because justice requires strength. That be by holding back, as the case with my son, or acting and being decisive. Both are expressions of justice. But once again, the same thing can be done for evil. A person can use the character of strength, both physical and emotional, to do wrong. But we are called upon to live out this notion of strength in mishpat, in justice. What about chokhmah, wisdom? 
Wisdom's ultimate goal from a Jewish perspective is chesed. The wise can be cunning, but also the wise can use his intelligence, use his wisdom to be able to do good. Because without the knowledge of what is the case, without wisdom, you can't be good. I refer you back to last week's discussion where we talked about the primacy that the request for wisdom takes in Jewish liturgy, in Jewish prayers. Because without wisdom, you cannot act moral. And the moral world of chesed, of the acts of doing good, require wisdom. But once again, you can be cunning, you can be deceitful, you can be abusive with intelligence. But the Jewish calling is to use it in chesed, in pursuit of the moral. So we begin with gvura, gibor, strength. And that lives itself out in mishpat, in justice. We had chokhmah, wisdom, which lives itself out in chesed, in the moral life. And lastly, we have wealth. Now, this really is the clincher, because those first two, once again, abstractly characterize the Jewish mission. Avram Avinu, the forefather of the Jewish people, was called upon to be a blessing to the world, to be a blessing to the world and practice justice and righteousness, loving kindness. This is what his calling was. And that is the calling of these first two pillars, let's call them. But what's the next one? Wealth. Ashiras. Wealth. How is that gift to be used? Well, that gift is supposed to be used in tzedakah, in charity. Now, why is that so key? Because that finishes off the Jewish story. In the living out in this world. Judaism isn't a religion that remains in the abstract. Abstract beliefs in God or abstract wants to do good are not interesting from the Jewish standpoint. It is how you live out your world. It is how you live in the world. How you create the world around you, how you interact between people, is what matters in Judaism in combination with the abstract, never in isolation. And that is the Jewish story. We begin with justice, righteousness, and then the living out with charity of tzedakah. And that is the Jewish journey. As almost a side caveat, we're talking about gifts that we're asking for, which means these gifts are legitimate, meaning it is legitimate to want to be wealthy. It is legitimate to want to be intelligent and strong. We're not aesthetics. We don't move away from the world and wish that we were meek and small and weak. No, we hope for gifts, but we hope to use these gifts in the ways of the righteous, to live it out in the world, once again, not in abstraction, not by faith alone, no, by action that is lived out from a philosophy, justice and righteousness which lives itself out in Sadaka. So to recap these ideas, we spoke about the idea of the caricature of Gavura and how my son was living that out by staying at home. Not that he had anything, but he was in contact with someone who did, so he might, so he has to hold back. And that was given meaning by his school, that he is protecting with the justice that he is exhibiting through holding back with this caricature Gavura. And then we took it down the further three stages of the gifts that we ask for, and how these gifts should be used for the good, not for the evil, to be a champion for the good. Gavura, strength which lives itself out with justice. Wisdom which lives itself out in chesed loving kindness, and lastly, Ashiras, which is wealth, which lives itself out in Sadaka, the living out in the real world, 
the doing of good in the real world. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you all have a wonderful year, a wonderful Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, and truly thank you very much for following and listening and the encouragement I get from the people who reach out and let me know that they enjoy the ideas and the teachings of Rav Hirsch. Thank you so much for listening once again and have a wonderful Shabbos and Rosh Hashanah.